You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Foundation Radio is brought to you by The Dugout. The Dugout provides custom quality apparel at an affordable price. Modern style mixed with classic designs, you'll find retro t-shirts brought into the 21st century. Adam has several of his favorite t-shirts in rotation from the team at The Dugout, including customized Dudley Boys, Prince and the Revolution, and the Notorious B.I.G. t-shirts. Right now, if you purchase your items through their Etsy site and use promo code FOUNDATION, you'll receive 15% off your entire order. That's right, 15% off your entire order. Follow them on Instagram at the dugout brand follow the link on their etsy shop and use your promo code foundation for 15 percent off your entire order the dugout custom quality apparel at an affordable price if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain it's free there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on spotify apple podcasts and many more you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started Foundation Radio is brought to you by 10th Ward Barbershop. Serving the historic 10th Ward in downtown Lawrenceville, 10th Ward Barbershop is a full-service barbershop offering quality haircuts, beard trims, and hot shaves. Adam gets his hair and beard trimmed by the owner of the shop, Ryan Kane, and he loves the laser point precision cuts and lineup he provides to him and countless other satisfied customers. But you don't have to take Adam's word for it. WWE superstars Corey Graves and the fiend Bray Wyatt frequent 10th Ward for all their hair and beard trimming needs. Right now, all cuts and trims are by appointment only so head over to their website at 10th ward barbershop.com and book your appointment now with kane jordan and the rest of the team at 10th ward barbershop that's 10thward barbershop.com and we thank them for supporting the podcast Welcome to Foundation Radio. My name is Adam Bernard. Thank you so much for joining me again. I am here today with quite possibly my favorite wrestling podcast out there right now. I'm here with Graham, CJ, Ben from the Public Enemies Podcast. Gentlemen, how are you guys? Thank you so much for being here. I've been looking forward to this for a long time, and I'm glad we were all finally able to link up here. Glad to see you too, big big Adam. (laughs) No Adam, I trust (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that, guys. Thank you. All the other Adams are just the other Adams, you know? Oh, I, I, heard, <laughs> Adam. I heard you guys talking about Adam Cole on the show, and you were talking about Adams that you can't trust, and I was like, oh, I, I'm, I'm hoping that I'll be the Adam that you trust today. So, guys, it's it's I'm, I've been looking forward to this all week. I'm really so excited to have you guys on here. Uh, but one thing Thank I want to do first is I want to congratulate you guys on 200 episodes of your show. That was this week that the 200th episode came out. Congratulations. Tell me a little bit more about the genesis of the show because I really like to I like to find out like where how how people started and where it happened for you. So tell me more about how the how the process came together for you guys. 
Yeah, so uh, the show uh, started in 2018. So not only did we just celebrate the 200th episode, but we also celebrated our four-year anniversary. It literally like coincided same awesome. week, which is crazy. Uh, but yeah, the show started, uh, the original um, edition or iteration of it was uh, myself, CJ, and a, a guy named Tron who uh, hosts a show called Within the Ropes now. Um, so we kind of was rocking for pretty much about three years, and then we got Ben to come on and do social media, and then uh, we just kind of had a, a little bit of a split little different direction but um it's all love it's all good and ben came on and we just been rocking uh since last year ever since it's been crazy it's been crazy i uh i gotta say i have one of the funniest things on twitter because there's a lot of shit on twitter that is just absolutely outrageous but your twitter account is by far like like (laughs) with leaps and bounds i think the best thing on that hellscape of an app within seconds of an event happening, you have something up that is hilarious. Like, I have spent so many nights sitting in bed with my wife, cackling at my phone because it's something you guys posted. And she's like, what is it? I'm like, it's the public enemies. <laughs> like, it's just incredible. <laughs> so, like, and, and that's, that's all you, Ben. Like, tell me, how are you so good at this? Like, where does it come from? How do you learn a skill? Because I don't know. Like I said, I, I think I'm, I'm pretty clever. My wife would probably disagree. But, like, dude, that is fucking... <laughs> Uh, dude, she was. She's like, shut up, dude. I don't even want to hear from you. But like, how do you take that? Like, what's the process like? And 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 again, I guess another thing, not to sort of peek behind the curtain a little bit, but how do you have so much at your disposal like that? Like, it's just, it's incredible. <laughs> um, for I think since we've been since we got on the new page, it's been uh, a mixture of the three of us. More so, I mean, like on the last page, it was just me and you know Graham going back and forth. And when we got the new page, because we got shut down, I think it was in August, like August, right before SummerSlam. Yeah. Like literally like like maybe a week before SummerSlam. And we had just gotten that page to like 4,000 followers or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was it was funny because Graham took the week off of the podcast because he was like, yo, I need, he's like, I need some time to rest up or, or do whatever you needed to do. And he was like, y'all could do the pod together. It was just me and CJ that week. And I think it was that Saturday is when the page got flagged. And Graham was like, I leave the both of y'all in charge one time. <laughs> one time. Dad one leaves time. home. Dad takes a day yeah. off. And this is what happens. What got you Yo, guys flagged? I, I meant to ask you, what got you guys flagged for that? What was it? Um, we, the, we post a lot of memes and a lot of videos and stuff like that. And um, one of the... It's like some of the memes that we used had like music in the background, and it's like so it was like a DMCA yeah, claim. Yeah, Twitter was like, yeah. oh, Twitter was like, nah, y'all, y'all using too much music in your in your memes and stuff like that. And, and, they, and you know what it was? It was shackles, Mary, Mary. And it's like, <laughs> Yo, this is, this is for the Lord. This is for our our Savior. And, 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 and Jesus said no. Get get us out of here for that. For, you're gonna, for, you're for gonna shut me down. You're gonna shut. Down. We are brothers in Christ, sir. And you're gonna shut down the Lord. <laughs> one day you'll have to answer. Listen, Jack. One of these days yeah, you're gonna yeah. have to answer to the Lord, not just the public enemies, not <laughs> right, just Foundation right. Radio. 
the Lord. So, yeah. The Lord himself. <laughs> I just, I could I, I loved all that stuff you guys were doing. And I remember I was watching and I was like, oh, no, not these guys. Because I know that happens yeah. pretty frequently on there. But, um, yeah, yeah, you guys are just killing it right now. I, I, was, I got a chance to listen to episode 200 uh, today on my way into work. And one of the things I wanted to talk about, because as most of my listeners know, it's not just wrestling, but it's also hip hop. One of the best comparisons I think I've heard thus far about CM Punk, and I, I want to make sure I attribute it to the right person. CM Punk is Joe Budden. I that would be me. I would like to explore that <laughs> because that may be the most accurate statement I've ever heard in my entire life. So I'd like to give you the opportunity, Graham, to explore that and flush that out a little bit more. Why do you believe? Yeah. That at that CM Punk is uh, is Joe Budden. It's just a. It was just really just like a, a one off tweet comparison. I was just thinking um, about it, and we had uh, broached the subject about. I think uh, it was his entrance at uh, Revolution, and I guess one of the fans on Twitter had asked, posed the question. I'm not necessarily sure what this is about. You know, what am I missing with the CM Punk entrance? And he had a response that was less than favorable or less than friendly, you know? And I was just like, he could have very well said nothing at all and it would have been fine. <laughs> and it would have been like, it never happened. But um, I don't know in, in the sense of comparing him to Joe Budden, I just feel like the brother's jaded. I just feel like he's jaded <laughs> yeah. the way Joe Budden uh, treats hip hop conversations. And if you notice, and if you pay attention to his podcast at all, he gets more excited and and more revved up for the R&B conversations rather than the hip hop conversations, just because the types of things and the contracts or, you know, controversies that he's gone through dealing with the rap world and shit like that. So I just kind of attributed how CM Punk has gone through wrestling, especially this last seven to 10 years of his career, where it's like that place over there, Shady Records, that ooh, it kind of tugged at my heartstrings Def Jam over here kind of tugged at my heartstrings a bit you know and kind of affected his love for it but as you can see AEW or starting the Joe Budden Network or the Joe Budden Podcast and he's you know the most paid person over there reportedly allegedly allegedly he's found a little bit more happiness so I just think the brother's jaded I I think you're correct I think that's a that was I literally I stopped what I was doing this morning I was like fuck that is (laughs) Like, I couldn't have said it any better myself. And that was just after listening to, I don't know if you guys have had the chance to see it, but the, the Royce to 5'9", Joe Budden sort of, you know. The Slaughterhouse. The Slaughterhouse the thing with Joel Ortiz showing up. And I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I was. Disappointing. There was a lot of thoughts going through my head while I was watching that. But I think my favorite thing about Joe Budden is the fact that he can tell the story with his face. You know, like the expressions yeah. and everything. Like, yeah. I just, it was incredible. Like, like the, we are not doing this on live, Joel Ortiz. Like, I'm like, why? Yeah, are you he's like, looking away <laughs> and looking back and looking getting away. up and he's walking, walking away. He pulled, a, he pulled Amigos so on. He pulled Amigos on Joel Ortiz there. But I, uh, I don't know, man. I, I feel like I understand in some context after reading that article. I don't remember which which publication it was in, but they just did a big article on CM Punk and listening to what he talked about at WWE. Like, I kind of get it. You know, I kind of understand why he would be jaded, but I don't necessarily know if that was the right way to approach that. I think he definitely could have just left it alone. You know, it's not like when he's tweeting at me telling me I got to eat my shoes, which happened. Right. But like, yeah, it's like, yo, man, like you don't have to be 
You know, say what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, you guys didn't know that? Yeah. So I tweeted some crazy. No. I tweeted some crazy shit. Uh, I guess it was last summer uh, during Money in the Bank, and everybody's like, oh, everybody's chanting CM Punk, and I was like, just fucking stop. Like, all you guys in the crowd, right. stop chanting CM Punk. He's never coming back. Don't right. stop. Just stop tweeting it. So Josh Chernoff, he's like, oh, he tweets at CM Punk. He's like, oh yeah, this is uh, let's. You know, and CM Punk, like, you should come back because then I can watch Adam eat his shoes and then everybody gets you back in wrestling. It's a win-win. And I'm like, I swear to God, Buddha, and run the jewels that I will eat my shoes if he shows up. <laughs> the motherfucker screen-capped that conversation and saved it. <laughs> okay? After he shows up. Now that you mentioned that, I have seen this. It was 48 <laughs> hours before the announcement came out that he signed with AEW. And he posts that afterwards and writes, it is time to address this. My fucking Twitter blew up overnight. Every, people are tweeting, like, texting me. I'm like, oh, CM Punk's talking about you on Twitter. I'm like, oh, my God, why? Why is CM Punk talking what about me on Twitter? Fuck, like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck did I do? The way I would have the goalpost on that one. Oh, my God. I was like, but then, he, you know, he apparently he tweets and deletes pretty frequently. So it was a very, uh, yeah. it was a very mm-hmm. unique experience. But that is a whole lot different. Breaking my balls about eating shoes is a lot different than talk, you know, just talking bro, shit to somebody. I, I would have moved the goalpost on that one. I would have been like, I meant WWE, bro. I ain't, I ain't saying <laughs> That's I'm what WWE. I meant. Because you know you did the whole backstage thing. I thought it was like a... <laughs> Yeah, well, I, yeah, it. I thought it was about, the whole. Money in the bank. Yeah, we were talking about actually money in the bank, and maybe even SummerSlam. I thought you were going to show up there, but not not this. This is this is not what I want to do. But you know, I was I was right. willing to do it for charity. Like <laughs> Blue Meanie and I, we were coming up with the whole thing. But I, you know, I, that was a, a very unique time in my life. But hey, man, you should have just quote tweeted it and be like, "Oh, that was different." <laughs> <laughs> oh that that was that was different no because he deleted oh, it but we got the clip for you <laughs> <laughs> i uh i by the time i woke up because i guess i don't know what time he tweeted it was like two or three o'clock in the morning and by the time i woke up it, he had deleted it and i was gonna you know i was gonna respond to him but yeah it's um i don't know i feel like a lot of times he just he just needs to just i feel like relax a little bit you know it's yeah. it, this what do you guys think? What is it collective? What do you guys? How do you feel about CM Punk's return? Let's uh, let's let's open this up. Let's just talk wrestling here. Man, he's well, he's definitely getting paid. You know what I'm saying? So he should be getting paid the most if you're getting them kind of reactions. I don't know if it's just like I don't know if it's just like just the the newness, like the new the old new car smell and the old car that's back. That everybody just like, oh my god, everything he does is just like oh, 130 stars, man. Oh my god, a die collar match like, in the Tokyo Dome. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I liked it. I mean, I like it. Yeah. It's just been, you know, no, fact, it, it, it just, I ain't sucking it like that. But, you know, <laughs> I, yo, I like the, I like the story that he's been telling since he got back. It's like, the, the, like if, like if you look into it, he's wrestling all these young guys and barely winning, right. like winning by the skin of his teeth. And I feel like this is building him to the to the world title. He's like, yo, man, look, I'm old. I haven't been here in years. Uh, sort of like, uh, what's it? Uh, the movie Rocky Balboa, where he comes back and he's like, yo, I got to fight this young kid and I got to work my way back up and I got to work out and I got to do all this stuff. But I think that he's going to win the title when he wait, challenges. I like the wait, end of that movie. Back, wait, let me kick back on that one. Which Rocky Balboa? Are we talking about Rocky Five? or are we talking about no, Rocky Six? No, no. There's, oh there's Rocky Mason. 1 through 6, there's Rocky, there's Rocky 1 through 6, and then there's this, a, stand-off, a standalone, standalone movie Rocky, Rocky Balboa. Balboa. Right. I just wanted to make Where sure we were talking about Mason the Lion yeah. Dixon and not Tommy Gunn. That's all I wanted to make sure of. 
Mason the Line. Mason Dixon the Line Dixon, Dixon with that fucking banger of a track that Three Six Mafia threw on there. Thank you very much, yeah. gentlemen. Thank you. Three Six Mafia. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead and continue. But yeah, I, I think I think that's a pretty solid comparison. I would say. I, I don't know. It's I like a. It's like the Mortal Kombat ladder. Like he's climbing. He's like fighting all these bullshit people at the bottom. It's like, yo, man, I'm gonna get to the. End. I'm gonna get the kind. <laughs> I think um, he's still proving that he's that guy. Yeah. Like, he might move a little bit slower. He might not be, you know, clicking as he was 10 years ago. But he can still draw a crowd. He can still have them in the palm of his hand. He can still tell a good story in the ring. He can tell a story on the mic, as you can see. Um, I think he's just more so putting his stamp down and and letting people know, okay, this second run, I'm going to do like the – uphold and you know give the young guys you feel me a chance and you know make them look good but i'm still finna get my shit off so like i don't want to you know people to get it confused when i say cm punk is joe budden <laughs> joe budden is one of my favorite mcs of all time so it's yeah. not an insult cm punk is one of my favorite wrestlers ever one of the goats i hold him in that regard so um it's a compliment if anything not an insult it's love I, uh, I I have to agree. Um, I don't think Joe Budden gets the the love that he deserves, and I think it's just from his personality. But I don't know, man. I uh, sometimes it's hard to like when you hear some of the shit he says. It's like, oh my god, can we not do this today? Yeah. But uh, I wanted to kind of go back a little bit to the social media question, though. What have been some of yeah. your favorite responses that you've gotten from some of the content you put up, like or favorite and oh. like the wildest shit you guys have gotten back? Because I'm sure, oh, oh my god, it's got to be. You want to tell the story? I'm sure or... it's got to be like whatever. It's like you know, for every action, there's an equal and separate reaction, whatever the fuck it is, you know. But what is no. what's the best? I'm pretty sure we probably um, all have a different one. We, we but all might have different answers. What is what what is who? I don't even know who on the dead homie cuz is, but the only thing he does is just listens. Just so he was like, every time you guys say something, I was gonna call you on your bullshit, and then you guys send your little minions on me. I was like, then well, why are you here, my G? Like, well, like what? Why are you doing this to yourself? I was like, why are you doing this to yourself? Like, like eventually, eventually, like Graham had to call me off. Was like, hey, usually all the time, Graham has to call me off. Was like, hey man, come on, come on, man. Like, he, he, he's already done. He's already done. <laughs> Stop. He's already dead. Yeah. Please. You heard the T.I. and Justin Timberlake song? It's over. <laughs> it's over. Ben, are you are you currently Yo. tweeting right now as we speak? Uh, no, nah, I was texting my, I was texting my girl. No, um, I was texting my wife. <laughs> I saw you in action. I was like, uh-oh, there he goes. He's in action right now. <laughs> not, right, not right now. I would, but, um, but, no, Google, Graham. You go. Um, I would probably say the QT Marshall thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think yeah. the QT Marshall thing was really cool. We had uh, my man Zarius uh, X3 on uh, on our all out post show. And he had the match with uh, the big show. And it was one of those matches. It was like, why is this here? This doesn't necessarily need to be on the car. Like, we don't need Paul White in a ring like I thought he was here to be an announcer. Uh, we don't need QT Marshall having a a, a focused program like what are we doing all right but cool whatever um so <laughs> on our post show we were just talking about that particular situation and uh 
I don't know. We just got to talking about how QT Marshall's just a regular guy. He's just a regular dude, like a like a night shift manager at Wendy's or something like that, you know, or you know, head salesman at Verizon, you know, what I'm saying something like that. <laughs> Assistant know? GM at Home Depot in the night shift. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. You know, he worked a swing shift. He do doubles all the time. He takes his job real serious. He's you know a, what I he's mean? He's dependable. He's a, he's a, he's yeah. the uh, he's the wild card. But he's dependable. Yeah. Just don't yeah. give him any so, don't give him um, any five dollar margaritas at the Chili's because <laughs> he's gonna be a silly goose tonight. He's, he's, he's gonna go crazy. We we were talking about that. And Tarantino Marshall do that to y'all. For some reason, I clipped off. I wasn't expecting that one, Jizzle. I clipped off a part of the conversation and I tweeted it, didn't tag him or anything like that. But I guess um I guess one of the guys that was like training or something like that with the Nightmare family or was I guess one of the hands working with them or whatever, um, he had um, he had like responded like, oh, like you can't say this about QT. It's my guy. Snitch tagged him and all that. And QT started a whole back and forth argument and shit. It was crazy. It was funny because when I sat back and thought about it after like a couple of tweets back and forth, I'm like, bro. It's Labor Day. He's at the crib. He's got some, you know, probably something on the grill, throwing back a cold or two. He's got time. He's chilling. You know what I mean? So I, I thought it was Yo. funny. I thought it was cool. Um, QT, come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, facts. We just like seeing all the name. time. Yeah. <laughs> that one and also uh, Idris Anofe from NXT. <laughs> Yo. He keeps cooking us. <laughs> oh, no. What's he doing? Either? Every time we say something or post something about Nikita Lyons or, uh, you know, another fair skinned woman or a, a, a white woman or what have you, he's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Oh, I know that ain't who I think it is. <laughs> yeah. Between you guys in North between you guys in Northwest C, every time some like Nikita Lyons comes on the timeline, it's the most oh, yeah. bizarre shit yeah. I have ever seen in my entire life. I Hallelujah. <laughs> we on probation. We are all camp. We just we just got another month. <laughs> For no reason. Okay, like, that, was, that was my fault. Wait, Sorry. what happened? What Sorry, did you guys, guys do? Kayla Rossi, she posted a photo, and I just put, I just did the eyes emoji, and Idris came, swole, was like, nope, probation extended, <laughs> gavel, <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> I was yeah. like, God oh. damn, but it was fun, it was man, fun. yeah, you know, I, uh, I think, I think my favorite, my favorite social media moment that we've had is when uh back when we like uh i think the page was maybe like a month old at that time uh we were like dropping hot takes and stuff like that and it wasn't like to get attention or anything like that or to do anything to get numbers up it was just like us saying things that we felt so i was like yo uh i think it had been a whole year that since sunny kiss had been on tv Mm. and i was like yo uh because sunny kiss had lost in like I don't know, maybe 30 second match to Kenny Omega. And I tweeted from my personal page. I was like, yo, uh, this is, I was like, yo, this is bullshit. Like y'all are burying Sonny Kiss on TV in a match with Kenny Omega. Like what's the point of this? And people were swarming my mentions at that time. telling me, oh, well, you got to let it play out. Uh, something, they're going to do something with her. 
uh, she's gonna be back on TV. Don't worry about it. It's gonna all like yo, you don't you need to trust in the process and shit like that. And so fast forward another year, I was like, yo, it's been a year since we've seen uh Sunny Kiss on Dynamite. And I was like, what was the point of that? Where was this going? And people were like, yo, being like completely like choosing to be ignorant of the conversation and choosing to be like, well, you know, it led to Kenny Omega becoming world champion. Hey, hey, hey. I'm like, you know, damn well, that's not what I mean. Right. You know, damn well, I, I, I'm not talking about that. I already know Kenny Omega was going to win the AEW world championship, regardless of who he was in that match with. Right. I was like, what is this going to do for Sonny Kiss? Where is Sonny Kiss? Where is she in all this? And people were like, oh, well, you know, no one ever said that you're lying. And like, like, took what we said in the tweet and like paste copy and pasted it and put it in the search bar. I was like, nobody said this. And I'm like, bro, you, you're not going to find it looking that way. But anyway, um, Sunny kiss, she had quoted the tweet and she was like, basically showing love. She was like, um, like, yo, this was the last, I can't believe it's been a year since the last time I was on TV. She, she was really, uh, really nice about it and didn't like was like yo why are you talking about me you need to like don't worry about it stuff like that like a lot of other people would have done she was very nice and like about it so that's probably my favorite uh social media interaction because yeah i don't like i don't give a i don't give a damn about what anybody says in them replies what whether you know whether it be negative that's why we have our notifications tailored to a certain extent so we don't see that because i'm like i'm not trying to see that I'm not trying to have that negativity on this page because we trying to, we like most of the time, it's just jokes. Yeah. It's just jokes all the time. And I, we don't take this, any of this seriously. So I'm like, yo, cut that off right now. But my favorite, the part that I liked was she responded and she took it in good faith. And she was like, yo, like, it, like I'm thankful for all, for like everything that I have and stuff like that. So that was probably, you know, my favorite. I uh, I think that's I I also I remember you saying that the other day about how you have the the mentions tailored in there and I really have to start doing that because there's just so much negativity on my feed all the time. I think wrestling Twitter is probably amongst the most toxic places on earth. And it, Twitter's not yeah. even real Twitter's not even a real fucking place, you know? <laughs> so I was so glad when I found you guys when the show kind of became a wrestling thing, I was like, "Oh my god, finally yeah. some good content that I can laugh at." Because it really is. You guys just take time and just kind of <clears throat> You don't lampoon everybody, but it's like there's just there's fun nah. in everything. You know, there's just there's a comical yeah. there's a comical piece of everything that happens on television. And I, I think you guys do a really solid job of making sure that you're touching on everything. But one of the things I do want to go back to, and I know we talked about it a little bit, was the the big swole interview you guys did recently. And there's been a lot of conversation about diversity and inclusion in AEW. And I know we kind of just talked about that a little bit. And I, I do agree, Ben, and I think that there is a, there's a, there's an, like an, an effort almost to be disingenuous about the fact that like this company isn't as inclusive as they say they are, right? Like maybe they are diverse and yeah, they have, you know, they have black people and women and, 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 and all types of colors on the board, but all of your champions are white. All of your main events have white people in it, you know, and all of the, the black wrestlers that you have, Jay Lethal's wrestling on dark. Sonny Kiss hasn't been on TV in a year. What did it mean for you guys to be able to sort of talk about that big of a controversy, like with Big Swole, with the diversity and inclusion portion of the conversation? Tell me a little bit more about that, that process for you guys. Ben? 
Jiggle? We just went up and then we just went out there. Like at the, at the end of the day, like we, we were talking about it and, and we, like, we were trying to get like, we we're gathering our thoughts. And then the day came, like m- when Monday hit, we were like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> but, but I think, yeah, I think I was power drinking that night. And, uh, yeah, I was power drinking on air. And then like, as soon as we just kept going and going, and then like, we just got more comfortable and more comfortable. We just, we were just like, well, fuck it. Like, let's talk about what, what happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what happened? Like, cause it was, like, we wasn't happy over here. I don't know. Like, I'm pretty sure you saw, but yeah, we were not happy on this end <laughs> when that shit Definitely happened to you. Not. Definitely not. And cause like right now you're seeing more of an effort to kind of be, them kind of be more inclusive. And some of us in this space, I think it was coined by um, black wrestling uh, shout out to them. They were like, this is going to, this next era you see of more black people coming in and having prominent roles on TV and having championships and stuff like that. Like, this is the big swole era. Because she said that and it was kind of like, okay, like, Tony Khan said what he said and, like, everybody reacted, whether regardless of whether you were on his side or whether you or whether you thought it was, like, a gross statement like, like us. Um, he still listened to what she said, even though he's even though he does, he hasn't admitted it or not, he, like they took into account what she said, and they have like you see uh, them picking up Keith Lee, you see uh, uh, Scorpio Sky just won the championship. Swerve is over there. Um, they're slowly but surely putting more black people in prominent roles on TV, and I'm of the mindset of just saying like, yo, y'all need to give credit to Big Swole because she was the one who spoke up and spoke on this issue. Cause when she said diversity, a lot of people attacked her. They're like, well, you know, they have Joshi wrestlers and there are black people. And, and this person held this title and that person held that title. And she's like, y'all taking what she said out of context. Right. Purposely. Right. A lot of people in that space, when you say something are purposely ignorant to what you're saying, just so they can feel like, Oh, they're right and feel um, vindicated just so they can, keep on with their narrative it's like bro well it's, it feels this is not what i meant it's performative in a lot of ways i feel like you know it's like it's this idea where you're like oh no 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 they're so inclusive and you guys can't say anything wrong about this it's like guys that's not what we're talking about you're taking this segment right. of the this conversation and you're extrapolating it and you're ignoring the real systemic problems that are going on like then there's nothing it's an easy fix mm-hmm. and it seems like they're actually doing this now but no go ahead i didn't mean to interrupt you but i just it feels like when people do when they push that narrative it feels very disingenuous because it is they just want to they just want to be right and then try to make her sound wrong and then as soon as they brought up the joshi wrestlers i was like okay remember i was like remember Sheeta's title run yeah I was like, remember Riho's oh, title was run? barely on TV. Yeah, and I was, I, was, I was like, remember when they had, like, the half, you said, when they did, like, the little tournament, you know what I'm saying? When it yeah. was, like, the half Joshi wrestlers, and then, like, who's going to be the next, like, what happens? Right. <laughs> like, Where'd they go? Bro. Yeah. Food, was- I mean, I haven't seen nobody, Amy Sakura, like, what, but, can, can somebody, like, so, like, these people that you bring it up, like, hey, man, listen, just do better. And they did. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm like I'm not gonna knock them for for trying to raise the bar and trying to you know get on the level of 
you know, bringing more black people into prominent roles. But I don't like the fact how they stepped on it and was like, yo, she's lying. That's not true because we see it. We watched all the shows through when they first started and through the pandemic era and all of those things. And we noticed there was a, a lack of black talent in prominent being like uh, addressing situation and learning from it. You say like, Oh, well, that's not true. That's not what happened. I, I didn't like that part. Yeah. I was, uh, I, I, I feel like in a lot of ways, I, I, I read that tweet from Tony Khan, almost like Donald Trump. Like the way Trump tweets, you know? And Oh, and by the way, Big Swole, terrible wrestler. Let her go because she was awful. Terrible person. <laughs> Dynamite tonight, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard. And it's like, what the fuck, that, dude? What, that are you, was the, what are you that talking was the kicker. about? It was like, bro, you have enough time to like plug the, way, the show at the end. Shad, Dynamite, 8 p.m. TNT, folks. Great stuff. Great show. Mm-hmm. It's like, what, dude, you are the fucking CEO. <laughs> the fucking runner of, like, you run this company. Where is your media training? Like, that's just not how you handle it. There's a reason why WWE does the way that re- puts out the press releases the way they do, even though it is kind of like really shitty that they do that. But there's a reason why they do that. It's a professional corporation. Go ahead, Graham. You're going to say something. Joe Budden said media training, but he don't know how that go. It'll help you come across not sounding like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. That's like how you, there were so many ways you could have gone about that. And instead you like basically doubled down and acted as if yeah. nothing was happening. But no, I agree. I think they are making a good faith effort and I'm enjoying seeing where they're going to go with this. But I do think that credit is due to Big Swole for bringing that stuff to light. How much more of that is going to yeah. come out? Like we really don't know about a lot what happened with Cody Rhodes and Brandy. Um, there's been some prominent black wrestlers. Leo Rush. Leo Rush, there's been some prominent black wrestlers inside of AEW who have said, yeah, any issues with those kinds of things, we went and talked to Cody and we went and talked to Brandy. You know, it's like, so what What else is going on behind the scenes there? But um, I'm curious to see, what do you guys think? You think Cody Rhodes is going to land there in WWE at any point soon or is it just going to be more of this flip-flop and shit all the time? Man, you better, goddammit. Got me on the fucking fence and shit. Like, what the fuck, who do you think you are? You, I have no idea. They don't love you like that. <laughs> Cody can do whatever he wants to do. He's the king of the South. He's proven that right now. He's the conversation. People are tired of hearing about Cody Rhodes without any forward progress. But guess what? Because it is Cody Rhodes, you're going to have to hear about it and you're going to have to talk about it. It's going to be everywhere on your favorite little podcast. There's everybody speculating. Um, I didn't think that anything was going to happen with any progress with his contractual status any on either side, really until the go big show was done so i think they just had the season finale of that and from you know wherever he goes now in that case is you know if he's gonna go to wwe he probably won't have ties to that show anymore if he ends up back at AEW, he'll probably back be back on the next season you know what i mean so um hey whatever cody does um i'm i'm with it i'm a fan of cody he gets a lot of shit and you know, we, we like to poke oh, at right. it a little bit too. I'm a little bit because it's fun. You know, we hey, we don't want to have FOMO and not be a, you know a part of the game. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but no, it's, it's all love, it's all fun. But uh, no, whatever Cody and Brandy decide to do, whatever their next phase or next step is, if Cody goes back to WWE, there were reports that Brandy probably won't be joining him. They're going to change her name back to Eden Styles. Like I don't know. I don't care. As right. long as Cody Rose lands back somewhere on my television somewhere soon, I'm with it. 
with the music. He has to come with it's the music. It's almost like, yeah. to me, it's almost like, yo, you really, can you go back to AEW? Like, yo, you was, you was asking for more money. I don't, I think Cody is kind of like his father in the sense of like, yo, I know, I know my worth and right. you're not going to tell, you're not going to offer me any less than what I feel like I'm worth. Cause Dusty was the same way when, when he was running, um, in WCW. WA, he was booking in WCW, stuff like that. It was like, yo, I want the belt. I know I'm the best here. I know I'm the best guy in here. I've seen that locker room. I know I'm I know I'm the man out here. So y'all, so we're gonna put the belt on me. Like I feel like Cody is like that, but it's kind of like toned down a little bit. Because Cody is like, yo, you see where he took himself out where he was like, yo, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fight for the world title. And you saw where he was like not in the main event, but kind but like the top of the mid card. Like, he's like, yo, I want to be here, but I want to let these other guys shine too. And I think that, I don't know if he's going to go to WWE, but like, yo, I think it's like almost one of those things where he's like, yo, my pride won't let me go back to over there. I mean, yo, pride might not let you go back to WWE since like you was Stardust last over there, but... Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I think no, he he's, made his name. I was going to say, I think he did. I absolutely believe that. I think he made his name in, in AEW, and I think he can absolutely take that to the next level. The, the, the rumor and innuendo, as we hear all the time, is Seth Rollins is supposed to be the opponent for him at WrestleMania, but I think he's got bigger ambitions than that. I think he would be a great foil to a Roman Reigns. I think he's got enough stock and enough name equity to go up against him because we all know Roman's going to take both belts, right? Like, we're not... No one's, oh, yeah. no, no one's fooling themselves at this yeah. point, right? Like Roman's going to combine the titles, which you, you got to. I'm not necessarily sure I'm really about like the the unification at this point. I feel like they've spent so much time making the universal title something special. And now yeah. it's now they're going to combine it. And it's like, OK, well, now I'm done with it. And, it, and it's weird because like the universal title, its birth was in controversy. And it was like, yo. Well, when Finn got it, he injured himself, and then you get the title on Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens loses it to the returning Goldberg. No one wanted to see him lose it to Goldberg, and then they have the match with Brock Lesnar. It's like, why are you putting this um, on Brock Lesnar? And you have like you have some cool title reigns in there, but when they put it on Braun Strowman, it was like, okay, I don't, I don't really care about this anymore. Enough. And <laughs> Roman came in, swooped up, took the belt, and was like, okay, this title is the main title. This title is bigger than what they got going on over there. I know that title has all the lineage, but this is the title. And it was almost like um, what Triple H did back in the day when JBL was world champion. He was like, yeah, you got the, you got the WWE championship, but I'm the world champion. Right. And he made it like, no, like, yo, this is the place to be. This is the belt. I feel like that was Roman. Yeah, I agree. I think Roman's the best thing on, on wrestling right now. I think any, any performer out there should strive to, do what Roman is doing with the character. Uh, you know, again, the performance center stuff, like it was kind of weird. Like I know that Roman was probably supposed to win the belt. From what I understand, he was supposed to beat Goldberg at 36. It didn't happen. Um, I think it was a happy accident though. I think, I think it, it, it did play in his favor because he was able to take that time to create this character. I just don't know if I want to yeah. see the unification. Right. But I definitely, oh, yeah, yeah. I definitely think that Cody could play into that. Um, who do you guys think? Let's talk about that with the Roman Reigns storyline. He's going to beat Brock. We already are kind of aware of that. Who do you, who would you guys individually, I want you guys to kind of each give me an answer because I have my own, and I'll tell you. Who do you think is the one that's going to topple Roman Reigns? I don't think they know yet. 
Um, and the way the the speculation for the story goes is that he's got The Rock next year at you know WrestleMania Hollywood in Los Angeles. I assume that he would also beat The Rock, so I don't see it ending there. Um, I don't know if Cody Rhodes has enough name value to to come right in and just snatch up the title from Roman. I don't know if it makes sense in the the WWE full spectrum of you know how they do things over there and then you know cody's been gone i don't expect them to come back and just hand in the keys to the kingdom get it kingdom but anyways don't worry about it Um, (laughs) but (laughs) but um i i can definitely see them i don't they have to build somebody and make somebody i don't know if it's going to be cody rhodes i could see it being somebody like a seth rollins a seth freaking rollins who got screwed out of his opportunity at uh, the Royal Rumble. I don't believe for the championship, uh, Roman has ever pinned him uh, up until this point. So I think somebody like Seth Rollins could be the one. Uh, but I don't know. It's up in the air at this point to me. I'm not sure. I think I'm Cody shows up with a new belt, nigga. That's what's going to happen. He's going to show up with his own belt. You know what I'm saying? The world title's coming back, the big gold joint. And he's going to be like, this I is my belt. I, I, I always love the, the big gold belt. This is this, 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 my DNA is in this belt. Yeah, Says some yeah. shit like that. Oh you know what I mean? man, I didn't even think about that. That's a fucking just, incredible idea. That's great. Back but the Intercontinental title. We we know yeah. WWE. We know Vince McMahon. He just told you on Pat McAfee. He's trying to separate himself from the pack with his marketability and all of that. They bring back that big gold belt. You better expect this big ass logo to be on the front of that motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, flash yeah, it. I want like, it right on the front. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it over WWE. Had a, right had a, um, like when the world title, that world title was the prominent world title. It was like the main like title people cared about for like a matter of months and there was like okay let's get this shit out of here yeah <laughs> don't matter but um let me see my pick i'm gonna throw out a wild card i'm gonna say it's Braun breaker i think Braun breaker <laughs> is gonna be the one to take down roman reigns i uh... like he has the lineage he has the pedigree he's like only like in his early 20s like i remember last year that when he debuted somebody was like he's like 23 years old and he's only been wrestling for a year i was like bro what yeah yeah, dude. I was like, holy shit, he's only been doing this since February? That's kind of crazy. Like, crazy, man. But we, we know that, that he does, in fact, have a 141 and two-thirds percent chance of winning at Sacrifice. So <laughs> it's definitely possible. Um, the numbers don't lie, gentlemen. And it spells. No. The numbers, guys. The numbers Bro, spell disaster. So don't forget. My mother, my mother used to be a teacher, and she homeschooled me, and I played that promo for her. And she was like, yo, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, she was like, yo, this is giving me a headache. Turn it off. <laughs> I was a genetic freak. I'm, I'm not normal. normal. <laughs> you push, right. you, the, the Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. All right. Who do we have? Who else do we have here? Uh, CJ, have you given us your pick yet? Oh, yeah. I think, I think ugh, I, 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 want, I want Cody to do it. I want yeah. him to do the belt. I want I want to like bring him back that belt with there'll be something that he can hold on to. And then like him and Roman can just talk a whole bunch of shit to each other. Like, man, you was you were just the third dude in the shield. Well you, like, well, you was fucking <laughs> stardust. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah, and I'm still more interested in you. I got cheered and you got booed. How does that feel? You were the good guy. I could say gonna build that as like um like a battle of like second generation superstars or something. 
Yeah, you can do that. I mean, who does? Because he's gonna have to need. He's gonna have to get two more because because if the, if the third who show up, like everybody's gonna die. And yeah. then I don't know <laughs> what you gonna do. You, you pull out. He like he he'll be what Braun Strowman was supposed to be if he wasn't a bump. So. <laughs> control oh, your narrative, gentlemen. Control the yo, narrative. Let's control the narrative, guys. Yelled at room clauses for a hundred dollars. Like, Who bro, would do that shit. Come on, that is ridiculous. Nico, extra. And like, they played it to be like, <laughs> oh well, you know, you're not man enough to come down here and put a hundred dollars in my hand so you can yell at me for three minutes. I'm like, bro, I'm gonna do this from my couch, bro. <laughs> right. Wait a minute. Do the math on that real fast. A hundred dollars. Wait a second. Yeah. Hundred dollars for three minutes. Exactly. That's thirty three dollars and thirty three cents for every minute I get to scream at you. Do you know what I could buy for thirty three dollars and thirty three cents? Half can... a tank of gas, please. Right now. Right. Half a tank. Maybe it's, maybe if I'm lucky, three quarters of a tank. If I go to Wawa, maybe I can go to certain spots in Richmond and get forty and spend forty dollars and get ten minutes. But that's not that's a different conversation. Oh my god. I need my I need my manscape music for Mind of the Meanie here. That's what I need. I need it for this conversation, gentlemen. That's what we need right there for having that kind of conversation. No, I'm just kidding. Here's my uh, here's my pick. Drew McIntyre. I think Drew McIntyre is going to be the guy to take the belt off of Roman eventually, because I feel yeah, like they, story. You better. what's that. Oh. <laughs> I I I feel like he is the guy. I feel like they they not owe him something, but I feel like there is definitely that story to tell again with Brock Lesnar, except it being Roman Reigns this time. Um, hmm. I don't. I everybody's shitting all over this Happy Corbin and, and Madcap Moss thing, but it's like guys, he's injured, right? He's taking time. They're putting him with an like probably the safest guy in the in the locker room, letting him have a little bit of time here. I could see Drew McIntyre doing it, but I also like the idea of Braun Breaker taking the title i don't know i uh, i could see that there's definitely uh there's definitely in it something in it for everybody here um but i hope that maybe i mean what are, what are the chances of brock actually winning though like does anybody believe for a second that he's going to win or do you think it's going to be a swerve i, I don't know I, i'm not really sure i don't i don't think he's gonna get it i've seen somebody say uh what if they add seth rollins to that match and make it a triple threat given if the the cody rhodes thing falls through what do you guys think about that That'll be a callback to the WrestleMania, right? Or is that long term booking? Oh, <laughs> oh be careful, guys. Which, be careful. <laughs> long term booking. My bad. Uh, listen, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Pat. You know what I'm saying? Still. I'm going to tie this together real fast. Long term booking is unlimited. <laughs> yes. Sir. Did I hit the? Did I yes, hit that sir. pitch right? Is that correct? Did I do it right? Yeah. Unlimited. <laughs> Unlimited. It comes from. It comes from down in the diaphragm. Yeah. No. I. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Seth Rollins being in the. Uh, in the mix there. I don't. I don't know what value it serves. He's not going to win. I don't want to see him. Long term right booking now. though. Long term booking. Back to thirty one. Yeah, yeah man. cash out money in the bank. The they haven't necessarily had they he's had battles with both of them, but they haven't had like a triple threat to bring that all back together and tie that in full circle. Not that they're going to do that, but yeah, you know, and they both beat Brock. Right. Like both they both beat him. Like they both beat him. I could see it in the value where they're like, Well, Seth Rollins has never lost to Roman Reigns at a pay per view. He's never pinned Seth Rollins at a pay per view, right? For for a title. So I could see right. them doing that. 
But I don't know if I necessarily want to see that because that, that's going to extend the Brock storyline. And I feel like that's a natural tie-up at WrestleMania, right? We're yeah. building to this. Day one may have been the, supposed to be the tie-up. That's fine. But now we're getting to WrestleMania. I don't know, guys. I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sold on it yet. I'm not sure if I want so with that, to with, with you saying that, the, uh, you know, the tie in this whole Brock story up at WrestleMania, do you believe that this is going to be the final showdown between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar? Uh, yes, I do. And I think it should be because I don't think you could tell this story again after doing it as good as you have. Right. Like, like think about it this way. Right. Mm-hmm. John Cena comes back. Heal Roman Reigns face John Cena fucking incredible storyline it caps off at SummerSlam we know exactly what's going to happen right we know that that storyline is over and that's not going to happen again because a John Cena is not going to come back but more importantly they've solved they've solved that puzzle right they don't need to go back to that well same thing with Brock Lesnar I don't think that at this point because they've been trying to do it for so many years right that's the big complaint on Twitter is everybody Mm -hmm. saying oh well you know uh, we're going back to the Brock and Roman well and we've already seen this and it's like well, yes, technically, but we haven't seen it like this and presented in the best way possible. So I hope that they tie it up after WrestleMania. What do you think? I, I think this is the best way they presented the story. Yeah. This, uh, but, you know, this is Roman in his final form almost, or, you know, getting to yeah. that, that, that will, by the time he loses, will be his final form, I'm sure. But, right. Uh, right. just it's, it's refreshing to see them both on the opposite side of the coin and both of them being so damn entertaining right now. Roman with his heel shit and his, you know, self-serving, you know, attitude and, you know, how he goes about things. And then Brock Lesnar, like he came back with the, with, with the freaking ponytail acting different, you know, like I, I, he's all of a sudden a fashionista. Like not only does Shinsuke Nakamura have a fashion over discount code, Brock Lesnar's got the Shein discount. You feel me? You get your 30% off. Just use the use discount promo code, code Beast Brock. Incarnate. Yeah. Promo code C-Flex. Get 35% off. There you go. Plus you free shipping. Yeah. Yeah, I think both of them are killing it in their current roles. I understand that it has been, you know, this this story has been told over such a long time in so many years. Um, I do think that it is refreshing to see them, you know, in these current roles. But I, I know people are annoyed by it and probably grown tired of it. But for me personally, I'm Wait, being Macaulay entertained Culkin. by the both of them right now. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if you look if you look at the the first iteration when they had their match at um, WrestleMania 31, when the last shot that you saw before they went into WrestleMania was them playing a tug of war over the title, to now where Roman Reigns is like literally cutting the best promos of his career, like uh, like uh, a couple weeks ago on SmackDown, where he was like, "Yo, these people are my people and stuff like that." It's like, bro, the the growth. From that point on, because you can see mm-hmm. heel heel Roman was built into him from uh, maybe from the after the match with the Undertaker. He was like, "Yo, you can see it in him that he wanted to tell the people in the crowd, like, fuck you, yeah, I, I beat your I beat your hero. This is my mm-hmm. yard, which is basically what I felt is what he was saying it without saying it. And um, I think the thing was when he came back when he was like, "Yo." From the pandemic, he was like, "Yo, I want to be, uh, I want to be a heel. Yeah, I want to be, I want to be the badass Roman Reigns." Because even before he left, 
he was doing heel shit because like he went backstage and was just beating the shit out of Buddy Murphy for not telling him <laughs> who jumped him. And it's like, bro, this is nothing. This is none of my business. Like he was doing heel shit. It's just that they hadn't flipped the switch. So like I like I'm. It's like a double edged sword for me. Like I I like that they're telling the story, and you can see like the the lineage of it. But I'm also like, come on, guys. This is the last time. This is the last time I need to see this. Right. Right. And I, agree. Uh, I must compliment uh, CJ before I let you jump in here. I must compliment the ether beat over that Roman Reigns promo because I thought of it in my head. I went, this is like Nazo one shit right now, isn't it? Like, that's exactly. And yeah. then it just bam. I was like, God damn, you guys are so fucking good. <laughs> so you must good, be man. out of your mind, farm boy. <laughs> that's my time. Fuck Jay-Z. <laughs> Yeah, I was waiting. Oh, right. So good, man. A fan, a phony. Wait, you're a you're a stan, a fake, a phony. Stand. Is that what it is? I can't remember the lineup there. Yeah, you're 36 in a karate class. You tie boho. Tie boho. Trying to kick knowledge. I'm here to kick the shit you need to learn. Though I'm sorry. Go ahead, CJ. Uh, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna probably play that song after this. But go ahead. Tell me what you think. Do you think? Do you think this is gonna be the last time you see Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns? Yeah, I rock hoes. He rocks fellas. And, um, In a pine box from nine shots from my Glock fellas. Foxy got you hot because you kept her, your face in her puss. What you think yeah. you get girls now because of your looks? Lesnar, please. please. You know mustache having more whiskers like a rat compared to beans you whack. And your man stabbed oh on and made you take the blame. Sorry. All right. right. Yeah. Uh, we had to, we had to we opened the book of scripture. We had to quote it. Chapter and verse. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's still matic, you know what I'm saying? Book of rhymes, man. That's what it is, man. Shit was crazy. I will never forget the first time I heard that shit. I was listening. I think it was, was he on, was it Power 99 or Hot 97 when he went crazy? And he was cut, he was just shitting all over Nori and, and Hove. And I, yeah, he I was, was tripping though. Was like, that, that interview, he was bugging. I was like, what? The I had fuck? never heard Nas talk like that before. No, he went <laughs> crazy. I was like, okay. Like, I know you're one of those guys, but I didn't know. Like, you never really, like, you feel me, came yeah. out. It was just like, nah, fuck this. Da, 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 da. I was like, all right, that's what's up. That's what's up. Was before that, it's like, yo, in the world is mine, everything like that. It was like, bro, it was like, yo, I'm a, I'm a lyricist, and, like, I'm not getting no beef. I'm a, I'm spitting the way I'm spitting. I'm staying over here doing my thing. And it was like, nah, fuck all them. <laughs> How'd you go? Dudes, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> going from Uchi Wally to to Ether, it's like, oh my god, <laughs> this is a like, this like is Nasir. A, this is intense. This is, Mr. this is yeah, this is a Wendy, <laughs> sir. Please calm down. <laughs> we got QC Marshall back here, just you know, <laughs> flipping patties, <laughs> sir. Sir, calm down. We need. Come look at my manager, yeah, yeah, Quentin Tarantino Marshall. Yeah. Back there flipping the non-frozen, never frozen patties. <laughs> Fresh, never frozen, sir. Mr. Jones, this is not frozen. Please stop cussing. All right, go no, ahead. Just... I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I just got into Nas here, and I want to talk about Nas for the rest of the night now. But no, I, uh, I just, that record was fucking crazy. But I appreciate you putting that beat over top of it. But go ahead, CJ. What do you think? Do you think this is the last time we're going to see it? It has to be the last time. Like it got it. Like it has to be the last time. Like like y'all was saying. Like this is the best version. Like this is the best version of Brock I've seen in a in a long, long, long time. So like, it has to end. 
Yeah. Well, the Brock Box shit was funny too. No, but, uh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, that was some funny shit. But uh, I knew Roman had it in him. Like the, as soon as he came back, when he just beat up Brock Strowman, was like, "You ain't a beast unless I'm here." <laughs> I said, "Oh, oh, yeah. that's some." I said, that's a bar right there. I like that shit. You said that shit all over the fucking bar. And then within months, he was gone. Bye-bye. <laughs> we wish him well in his future endeavor. Please feel free to control your narrative, sir, and hang out with anti-vaxxers if you'd like. But no, I um, I love the, the what he dropped that line the other day about WCW still being in business. I was like, ooh, they would still be in business if I was here. I don't know. I, I feel like the Goldberg match was just a, a final another final piece of that story like yeah we got to go back and do this and you know let's just get it done in saudi arabia and, and get it over with but i felt like it was effective i don't know i felt like it moved the story you know it's like okay well, well we went back and yeah, dipped in you, and go forward if we you notice um, good uh, we had made a comparison where like yo this is like scott pilgrim versus the world he's like facing the seven evil exes <laughs> of the universal title and it's like yo i'm just gonna i gotta beat everybody yeah for you <laughs> Boom. And that's exactly the story that they've been telling. He's been proclaiming, you know, I'm the greatest universal champion of all time. And he's literally gone through everybody. He's beaten everyone except Bro, Seth Rollins. He ran over he hasn't pinned Seth Rollins yet. Yeah, that's he, true. He pinned him in the garden. Pinned him in the garden. If you count it, they count, they're acting like that garden show was something. So, no, they were not. They were using that garden no. show to, to make people to think that something was going to happen. Like, well, pay attention to this. They, they, well, this they knew what the fuck they were, they were doing with that like, shit. Bro. I have no idea. <laughs> they knew no, it. Man, get out of here, man. Hook's on TV. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> they knew what the fuck they were doing on that. All right, so here's what I want to do with you guys, because this is what I do at the end of every episode I do. I do a bunch of rapid-fire questions. So, Graham, I'm going to start right. with you, and then we'll go around the uh, the square box here. Your favorite, your all-time favorite wrestling match. <laughs> I'll be telling you guys, man, I'm not a wrestling fan. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but no, uh, if we're going to go all-time favorite wrestling match, ah, man, it probably have to be Victory Road, Sting and Jeff Hardy. You know what I mean? Classic. <laughs> Yes, sick Amazing. man. <laughs> like, Why, sir? Sick, sick Why? man. Uh, man, no, no, no. Uh, I, I'd say probably 25. Taker and HBK. Yeah. I'd also say HBK and Taker, Hell in a Cell. That shit was amazing. Yeah. All right. You know, I'll give you those. Ben, what do you think? Next up. Oh, by the way, real quick. Yeah. Honorable mention, just because Kofi Kingston is the greatest WWE champion of all time, you can debate your bitch on that. Debate Look in the mirror and debate yourself. That's what it means. Right. D, young D. Bry and Kofi Kingston. I'm yes, going to serve this up. This is a hot plate of facts right here. So I want you guys to mm-hmm. eat. I want you to enjoy That was dinner. the only match that has ever made me cry. And and I didn't, like, I was with my partner. We watched it together, you feel me? And I, it was, I was going to go back to the crib. Uh-huh. I had to go pick up some woods on the way, you feel me? And my eyes and my allergies started acting up just a little bit. You feel me? It was crazy. I didn't have a Kleenex or nothing like that, but, you know. I took some Claritin, but it didn't it didn't actually fix the the the, the issue, the allergy issue with the eyes. It was a lot it, of pollen. You know, it, ta- it takes time. It right. takes time, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's not an instant thing, right. you feel me? Like, you got to let it, let it, let it get in and do its, so do its business. And I'm like, oh, no, right. my eyes are, right. they're leaving. 
leaking now because this match is incredible, but also the pollen count is really high, unusually high for the season right now. So, no, I, I, I totally understand. 100%. Totally understand. Totally there. I cry regular and drunkly when that happened. Come on, I cried like a kid who was lost in the supermarket when he won that fight. When he won that, fight. shit was fucking you know, <laughs> like I just got pepper sprayed. You know, like it was fucking. Just I, I have family <laughs> who doesn't even watch, who don't even watch wrestling. Like my dad is like. Mm-hmm. He's not a wrestling fan at all. He knows what it is, but he's not a wrestling fan. He called me. He was like, yeah, the, the, the black guy won the championship? And I was like, yeah, dad. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he did. He did. That's awesome, man. What's your, uh, your favorite wrestling match? I want to give a, I want to, I want to give like, like the ones I say are probably like people say them all the time. So, probably, uh, so it's a tie between um, Macho Man and, Randy Savage at WrestleMania three and uh, that's the first match I ever. That, yeah. That's the first yeah. match I ever saw. That's the first wrestling match I ever saw. Um, and probably Undertaker versus Triple H inside the Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania twenty eight. Like I'm like oh. You mean yeah, when the greatest wrestler of all fucking time was the referee and helped with like making that yeah. such a spectacle and had it tugging on your heartstrings and had you kind of you know I'm not feeling gonna, that I'm not you call that horrible acting that nigga was like I'm not gonna lie Shawn Michaels tried to make like yo I'm not even gonna front Shawn Michaels tried to make himself the star at that match like bro why are you sitting in the why are you sitting in the corner trying to like draw up tears to cry like what are you doing yeah like. Get over here and count. <laughs> no. Get your ass on the mountain. Count the fucking match. Come on. Get that shit done. Yeah, okay. And no one's got time for this crap. Unbelievable. I had three other. William Regal with the timing right now. Yo, facts, bro. Oh, like, bro, we going over 90 seconds. Like, ain't nothing, ain't nothing we can talk about. Like, yo, we going to wrestle nine, longer than the 90 seconds, Goldberg. <laughs> All right. Uh, CJ, what's like, your uh, I had like a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah, what's your favorite, CJ? Oh man, I already got mine ready, you know what I'm saying? Because this is gonna be a deep cut too. The second best 91. Wrestling. You know what I'm saying? No, man, you know the best wrestling, you know what I'm saying? Check the stats, you know what I'm saying, and the money. But um his um 91 SummerSlam, Bret Hart, Mr. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that's a like, classic right there. It's a classic. Like, he put him on. Like he like like Mr. Perfect put him on with a bad bat. Yeah, <laughs> I heard that shit. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> with a fucked up back, he put over Bret Hart. Unbelievable, and then, fantastic. And then, and then he he was tossing him and like Bret was Bret was throwing him around. I'm like, God damn! Now you be like, we watch it again, knowing that he had a bad back. You're just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, <laughs> my my G needed a backy out of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said a lot of court right now. Now that you mention it, I think I might be bleeding inside my chest. <laughs> like Mr. Perry is definitely one of those guys. Like the red light comes on, I'm gonna do anything and everything. Yeah, yeah, dude, he killed that ship. All right, so since we've already mentioned the worst match of all time, uh, Graham's already mentioned it, the Victory Road. Uh, ben, what is what is the worst match you've ever seen? That was this shit. Uh, that was fucking terrible. <laughs> Which one was worst. that? Wasn't that wasn't you guys that tweeted like, "Oh, I'm I'm sober now." What what now was that? 
Red flag, red flag on the play, guys. Red flag. I've seen that. I know what you're talking about. It wasn't us. If I had it in front of me, I'd bring up his name, but uh worst match I ever saw. I will give um uh let me see. It was probably I forget what years was maybe like when 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 Seth Rollins had like his run as the, the first run as WWE champion, mm. they just had him doing bullshit for a while. Like, it, that was like the most time where during Monday Night Raw, where I was like, yo, I don't really want to watch this shit. But it was uh, Seth Rollins versus Kane in a lumberjack match in the main event of Monday Night Raw. Like, mm. it, that shit was horrible. <laughs> Fucking horrible. <laughs> like, I still remember that. Cause, like, yo, I, wa- I used to watch Monday Night Raw religiously. Like, I was like, when I was like a teenager and like <laughs> and shit like that, because I was like, bro, I'm I want to watch all this shit because it's like only two shows a week. So I the cable was out at our house, and I went to my brother's house, and my brother was like, yo, I'm I'm out of town right now. I was like, yo, you you sure you want to be in there? Like he was like, I'm remodeling and doing other stuff. It was like it's kind of like a mess, and I was like, nah, as long as you got TV, I'll sit in there and watch it. And I sat there uncomfortable for three hours and I was mad as fuck. I was like, I came over here for this bullshit. <laughs> I could be at my house right now playing 2K. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds 2K. like any regular Monday Night Raw. I was just going to say that. Yep, here we go again. It's Groundhog Day again. Yeah, that's why, like, literally, I will like, I'll live tweet the show and, like, we'll all live tweet the show, but there are moments where I'm like, I don't want to watch this shit. I'm going to go do something else. I'm going to, I'll go wash dishes or do some shit that I need to do or whatever. <laughs> wars game like, is on. <laughs> exactly. Like I like, especially during Monday night, when Monday night football is on, I'm like, yo, I turn this shit off. Mm-hmm. Right. Gotta watch my Eagles lose. <laughs> uh, <hell>. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Bro. We, we lost on Monday night football too. You know what I'm saying? We lost on Monday night football. It's all good. All right, what do you? What's your? Uh, what's the worst for you, CJ? What's the worst match you've ever seen? Um, WrestleMania nine, Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez, where he got chloroformed and then he came <laughs> back. Ass, bro. Hey, man, it was the ether, man. Uh, <laughs> Make yourself burn slow. So burn slow. <laughs> was he Dame? So the question is, was he Dame Diddy, Dame Daddy, or Dame Dummy? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I get it. You Biggie and he's Puffy. All right. He's Puffy. Yeah. Okay, he's it's crazy. Puffy, right. Not, not, he's, gotcha. he's Biggie and, and he's Puffy. Yeah, dude, the Giant what? Gonzalez was both the ass and the cheeks in that match. That was uh, <laughs> that was incredibly difficult to watch. Um, all he, right. came out, he came out pulled out, too, with, with some vultures. They had, like, a vulture next to him. And then I remember the best part about that match is when Bobby Heenan was like, yeah, well, Giant Gonzalez about to pluck the feathers off the, the bird and the Undertaker after this match. <laughs> 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 Oh my WrestleMania God. nine, man the uh, the best worst WrestleMania of all time. Out of like all the bad ones, it's the it's like at the top of the list of the bad. It's like it's so like, bad that it's great. Yeah. It's amazing, right? It's I, the I'm, cornerstone of this of, of the Public Enemies podcast. It really is. Man. Yeah, the other one there is Caroline. There were bitches holding mirrors that had stuff coming out of them. Dog, let's no, move no, it. No, no. There was two doinks. It was two of them. It was two doinks. It's, it's unbelievable. unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yo, 
It's unbelievable. It's I'm just glad. I'm, I, Hogan came out with a black eye. Bro, I was just going to say, and he Hogan must pose, as we know, which is in the scripture. Hogan must pose. So I'm glad that he was able to do, you know, whatever Something. the fuck it was that he did. Which is cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's great. Yeah, bro, where, like, mother, where the fuck you get a black eye, bro? How does Hulk put them hands on the same way, the same way, the same way my man's HBK got jumped by like six Marines. It's crazy. <laughs> yo, you in there talking shit. Like, yo, like, yo. Like, people like, yo, Shawn Michaels had the weight. That was the story. Michaels his career when he came back. Like, I was like, nah, bro. I love Shawn Michaels when he was like doing his thing, telling everybody to back, fuck you. That's my Shawn Michaels. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we was humping the flag, you know what I'm saying? Now that age, that age became, his, yeah. Like, right. yeah, this guy's right. got some, this guy's got some attitude here. Uh, yeah. All right, so Randy Orton or Kenny Omega? Randy Orton. Damn. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Randy Orton because it's like, Randy Orton for me has the catalog. I love, I love Kenny. I love his all everything that he did. It well, almost everything he did in Japan. Uh, not but, everything. Um, yeah, not everything. I, 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 I'd have to be like, yo, man, dial it back. But yeah, <laughs> Kenny did uh, do a lot of great stuff over there. Was like Randy Orton is like, like I'm like those conversations people have. Like, oh, who's better? Who's better? And I was like, bro, Kenny Omega. You walk up to somebody on the street talking about like. Oh, one way an angel, they're gonna pepper spray you and tell you and call the cops on you right then. If you say RKO, people are gonna be like, Yeah, Randy Orton, I know who that is. I was like, Bro, that, that settles it for me. Mm-hmm. My baby mama would be uh, absolutely disappointed in me if I uh, went with anybody other than Randy Orton. That's, you know, that's one of those ones that women hold in high regard. And to this day, oh. she refers to him as your Uncle Randy to my daughter. And it just, it's like you know, you, 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 the stab wound is there, but then they they turn the knife. You know, they they it cuts deep. It's okay, but and, it's all love. And when they turn the knife, it the wound never heals, so it just continually, you know, it's just it just gets worse over time. So no, I I totally understand. My wife is the same way. I'm like, can you just can you not look at him that way while you're sitting next to me in bed? Like I really would really appreciate Yo, it. Little respect, my wife, little respect, guys. My wife, we were watching uh, NXT 2.0. And Carmel Hayes came on there. She's like, who is that? She saw what she was doing. She don't watch wrestling like that. Like, well, at least like NXT. She'll watch Monday Night Raw and SmackDown with me sometimes. And she was like, who is that? I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Go that way. Go that way. Don't fucking looking, don't fucking looking no fucking ooh, I like it. Don't look at no fucking Matt Riddle. What are you doing? Uh-huh. Like, stop looking at Matt Riddle. He like he smoked like yeah, because he do. Don't look at him. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Riddle. Jesus Christ. Matt Riddle blocked me on Twitter. It's probably for the best. All right, CJ, who's your Randy Orton or Kenny Omega? I my guy got Randall Keith. Like I watched Randall Keith grow. Like usually when you get put usually when people get thrust into the, the spot hella quick, they just they just they either crumble or they do I like he literally like just kept rising and rising, like and he might, he might be the smoothest wrestler I ever seen in the ring. That Chad Gable, <laughs> that Chad Gable RKO last week was fucking incredible. That was that crazy. was so good, man. So good. That Yo, was facts, crazy. facts. It like I think that one's better than the um than the one he did on Evan yeah. Bourne that time. Yeah, Evan Bourne. That's it. Yeah, that one was. That's gonna make the rounds for a while. All right, D- spice. 
like we've seen Randy Orton grow from like when he got injured and he was doing those promos. Hey, it's Randy Orton, and I'm at like fifty three percent, and I'm gonna be coming back any week now. I'm healing up, blah 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 blah. Like you see that guy, and then you see like the run that he went on in the Thunderdome where he was just like murdering everybody. It's like a night and day. He killed the guy, and like Randy. Yeah, yeah, like I think Randy Orton would probably have a lot better programs if he like if he cared about a lot of them. Like, like you can see the stuff that he cares about, the stuff that he doesn't care about. Like the like the whole rivalry with Christian, he he cared about that. Yeah. He gave it his all. His uh, like when he won the belt and he was in the authority, he was like he doesn't give a shit about the like about being in the authority. No. He doesn't he give a anyway. <laughs> like, bro, to me, like, yo, he reminds me something of a Nas. Like, Nas, when he gets in his bag, like, when he's committed to a project, he's like, I love this. I'm going to put my heart in it. And then you see him pick trash beats sometimes, and it's like, oh, bro, man. what are you doing? Oh, God, oh, man. No. But, you know, Randy Orton, new album, King's Disease 2, out right now on your phone. Go grab that. Are you saying that Matt Riddle is Randy Orton's hit boy? Is that is that is that, is that, is that, is that what we're saying? Bite, bite, your, bite your tongue, sir. <laughs> Boy, yes, it all it comes together. Comes together. I need to, we need to make a we need to make a um a punt a punt compilation, you know what I'm saying, with, with Thief's team paying behind it. Cause when he when he, when he was just kicking people in the head, I remember because I remember that whole build up where he would just kick, he kicked Vince McMahon in the head, he kicked Shane in the head. You know saying he like he handcuffed Triple H to the rope and then kissed Stephanie right in front of him like <laughs> Yo, like, <laughs> I was like, yo, then he goes to his house and he's like, yo, we're in Greenwich. I was like, y'all in Orlando, but okay. <laughs> it was like, yo, you threw him through the, through the glass and everything like that. I remember watching that week and I was like, bro, they're gonna, I was like, yo, how long is Triple H gonna be in jail? I was like, he just, he has to get out from, I was like, they have to let him out for Mania. <laughs> like, the better I'm driving to this shit. WCW pre Russo, NWO hype or ECW? Oh, there's three there. So yeah, w, well the WCW timeline before oh, okay, Vince okay. Russo at the height of the NWO. That or ECW? Yeah. WCW Sting. Ben. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go WCW as well because like I went back and because I'm like a, I'm like of the mindset I was like, bro, Attitude Era to me is kind of hard to watch for WWF. Yeah, like WWF has like it's great and when it's good, it's great and it's like yo, they were throwing so much stuff at the wall trying to get it to stick. It's like yo, it's a lot of bullshit. Like the oddities, May Young giving birth to a hand. I'm like they they are like they won the Monday Night War because WCW slipped up and when WCW was in their bag. When they were good, they, they were, were great. great. They were amazing. Like yeah. I watched some of those '97 ones on the network before they closed down the network, and I was like, "Bro, this shit was amazing." But yeah, I'm gonna have to go with WCW. CJ, I'm with that. I like WCW. Like that was just such a run. Like when the cruiserweights get to do their thing a little bit, and it, like what, the first in in saying NWO, that shit was shit. Yeah. The only thing they could do is just kept adding people to it. Like it could have been this them three minus the racist one and the dumb one. Because they, they gave they were like, yo, 
you guys are amazing at doing this, are coming out here every week and doing your stuff. Why don't we give, why don't you book the shows? You have the talent on here. You want to go, you want to, you want to tell us how much you want to get paid? Like we can do that too. God. Like that's why I say Kevin Nash, Kevin Nash helped kill WCW, but he is a fucking genius when it comes to like being from a wrestling mindset. Like he was yeah. like, bro, at the, um, at the hall of fame, he was like, people say that I got into this because of the money and they're absolutely right. Like that's the story <laughs> of his career. Hey, man, he made all that money. I agree. NWO or DX? DX. Really? (laughs) Easy. Easy call. (laughs) It's very easy call. I don't know. What do you guys think? You guys concur or you disagree? I like DX. I like the answer. I wrong. Like NWO was like because there was never too many hands in the pot with DX. Even when Triple H was even when the Triple H thing came in there, he was still you know what I'm saying. He was the 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 puppet the puppeteer with 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 uh, with the ass with the ass kid's dad and um and uh Mr. S. Of course, yes. Yeah, you know you know Rockabilly and um (laughs) Jesse James and the Brody. Um, Brody. Yeah, the Brody. The Brody. And then when Xbox came in there, like Xbox was damn near the most popular one in there. Yeah, for sure. So like he sure. he held his own in China. I'm saying rest in peace. I'm saying gangster. She was always holding up and saying, "What are you going to do today, China? What we'll the body in the fucking nuts? <laughs> That's what I'm doing today." <laughs> Yo. Like so, that was yeah. DX is never even even when it was just them two <laughs> in the beginning. Oh yeah, when they came back, yeah. yeah. Like, <sighs> Are you shit. making good points on yeah. DX? I, I like, I like the NWO, but then you got to look at like who, like how both of them ended. DX ended on a much better note than NWO. So I'm just gonna even WWE's version of NWO that was oh, fast, but um, man, yeah, I, t- I take DX because every every iteration was interesting. And be like, oh, you guys are just e drones. How dare you just da, 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 da. you picked Randy Orton over Kenny Omega? Those guys suck. Whoa. Like, hey man, so did Jim Ross for a week until they pulled out the blicking on him and told him to change his mind. Yeah, our Anderson showed up to the door like block <laughs> yeah. Anderson. Yeah. Square up, bitch. Let's do it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Last question for you guys. Sting okay. and the Undertaker. At the prime of their careers. So we're talking about the Crow Sting and let's say, I don't know, Ministry of Darkness, Undertaker. Okay? Mm-hmm. They finally wrestle at WrestleMania. Or anytime. Any pay-per-view. Who goes over? Graham, we'll start with you. Um, the Undertaker. Undertaker goes over. Sorry, Stinger. My guy, but you got to lose that one. Ben? I don't have to say The Undertaker because it's like it's his house. If it was Starcade, I'd, I'd be like, yeah, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be Sting going over at Starcade. But the but WrestleMania, yeah, it's gonna be The Undertaker. CJ, uh, I don't know, man. I love the Taker, man. Like this, but like the like you think of, think about that whole year build up to the Crow Sting to fight at Stargate. That one fought The Undertaker. <laughs> Fought the Undertaker just, that barely beat Psycho Kid. Psycho said, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Like there's no like that sting shit was the biggest shit. He wouldn't even do nothing. He was just sitting down and they'd be like, okay, there goes Sting, y'all. So he'd be like, <laughs> yeah, I feel that, but I just don't see Sting pinning the Undertaker. The Scorpion Death Drop, you know, I don't know about that. And then the the Scorpion Death Lock, I definitely don't see Taker tapping out. You know what I mean? So if I catch you with a good choke slam, Tombstone one two three, good business. You looking up at the lights, ball game. Mm-hmm. He's got to hit him in the head with the bat. Yeah, definitely got to get the, definitely got to get a tap in there. I don't know. Nigga, I, I'm confl- the, the the Scorpion Death Drop reversed into the Tombstone. Bam! I'll pull. Oh. Yeah, oh, it's over. Man. Yo, yeah. well, you put it that way. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's yeah. over. Yeah. I'm with that over. one. Gentlemen, this has been an absolute fucking delight. I've had an incredible time with you guys. I'm so happy we finally got to do this. If anyone doesn't follow you guys on Twitter, they probably live under a rock. Tell everybody, though, where they can find you. Uh, Yeah, follow us uh, at the enemies P3 on uh, Twitter, uh, Public Enemies Pod on Instagram. Beat us there, don't meet us there. And Public Enemies Podcast, you can find that every week on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Graham cj ben from the public enemies podcast thank you gentlemen so much i appreciate your time looking forward to having you back on it's great oh, man well, absolutely. Absolutely. i'm call away like chingy brother what a fucking terrible song by the way that was a that's a, that's a, that's a, <laughs> oh my god that's amazing that's amazing the, the the comparisons that were made on on this recording right here cm punk is joe budden yep. we talked about nas yeah, for an extended period of time and then to end that on but chingy <laughs> i don't know man <laughs> Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Who had a better two year run? It was like Derrick Rose. <laughs> Yo. Foundation Radio is hosted, recorded, and executive produced by Adam Barnard. The show is also produced by Sam Kreps. Special thanks to Greg Mead, Joe Keen, Jeff Quinn, and Dr. Ruth Almy. Our intro and outro music is produced by Dumb Ugly. Find this episode and our full archive at foundationradio.net. Follow us on Instagram at foundation underscore radio. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts. This has been a Foundation Radio production. Butts Carlton, proprietor. Proprietor.